Your right. job is to pivot. Your job is to be creative. And if you're saying, well, I can't come up with any good ideas. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're not a good business owner then. <laughs> you're just not because that's your job. Or maybe you do have ideas, but you don't you're think you could do it. You're not executing on or, them. Yeah, you're not You're not testing it. them. You're not throwing stuff out there. So for me, what COVID has taught me is I'm just going to throw ideas out there and I have zero attachment to whether it fails, succeeds, right. whatever. I'm just trying to show up. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And this is Eddie. And this is episode number 37. Oh, 37. So I got to tell you what's been happening. I'm going to paint a picture for you. (laughs) The whole world has been happening to my life. The whole everything, all of the busyness, all of the things, all of the work, all of the, I don't want to say anxiety, but like the weight of the business, the Mm -hmm. weight of not being home to do the laundry, the weight of things falling at the wayside, the weight of just things being overwhelming. So I got to tell you, we were three weeks ahead. That's kind of our schedule with the podcast. And I just haven't recorded shit. (laughs) Like, I mean, Eddie's been harassing me about trying to record an episode and we got to sit down and I'm like so tired and overwhelmed that I have nothing to say. Right. I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know why we have a podcast. I have nothing to say. (laughs) Nobody wants to listen. Nobody is listening. I, I don't know who cares what we have to say. It's just like another thing for us to do. And I wanted to share that with you because I know that people do listen. We see the numbers, you know, the podcast is growing, but I wanted to share the fact with you that I've been feeling so overwhelmed and overworked that at some point I had to draw a line in the sand and just say, fuck this. Like, this is not important, (laughs) you know, Uh and it is, it's our business. Like we also have an online business. We've got hundreds of students. And at some point I had to say abort mission. I just can't show up. I can't do a live. I can't say hi to people. I can't be on social media. I can't record a podcast. I just cannot carry the weight of every single thing. Mm -hmm. And so I had to tap out because the bakery has eaten up a thousand percent of my energy. So to give you some perspective, we went from, I shared this in a previous episode, but we went from selling the bakery, like being at the top of, yay, we've completed a decade. We had a sign made. We took a bunch of pictures. We did a, a podcast episode on it. And I was just ready to move on. We wanted to focus on our consulting business, our online business, which is growing pretty rapidly. And then COVID hit. And within 24 hours, we went from three offers to everybody pulled out. I let all my employees go and uh, we closed down the bakery. So I sat there for about a week and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Face mask Friday. I needed a break. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to enjoy this COVID thing. We started a 30-day challenge. We were going to do some online business stuff. And then 
all my plans were derailed, all of them, because I had lots of ideas that were flowing <laughs> through my head Lisa, for the guys, bakery. This, this wasn't something that like Janelle had ideas that she had to manifest. My like, it was ideas like, wake me up at two o'clock in the morning. They force me out of bed. I start typing. I start writing. I will be up from two o'clock in the morning until 6 a.m. like waiting for Eddie to wake up. I think if I'm remembering correctly, what sparked this was someone saying that Easter was, was canceled. Was canceled. Yeah. And and then and then you sparked into like action of saying, well, we can't have that happen. Yeah. Easter can't no be way. canceled. Easter is not canceled. And so <laughs> And then I reminded myself, like I'm not in the baking business. Like I'm not, you know, just a bakery owner. I'm in the celebration business. I started this business in 2009 in the middle of a recession. And every single person told me not to start a business in the middle of the recession. And the reason I pursued it was because people still will find a way to celebrate in the midst of chaos. Yeah. And this is no different, right? Yeah. So it sparked something in me where I was like, I have to save Easter. <laughs> I am going to fly in. I'm going to save Easter. I'm going to pull all this stuff out of my ass. I'm going to get some volunteers and we're going to make it happen. And you rehashed an old idea that you had a few years ago. Yeah. So 2014, I had this idea to, we were getting people ask us, they were asking us to package our frostings. Most of our frostings, well, a lot of our frostings at the Cake Mamas are cream cheese. So in 2014, I had our graphic designer make a logo for a company I wanted to start called Spread the Love Gourmet Cream Cheese. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, well, I can't open every day and make 15 flavors of cupcakes and just kind of go back to normal. We're in the middle of COVID. But this is a really great way for me to package my cream cheese, right? Yeah. So I revised the logo. And then I was like, well, what do you sell it with? Well, People still need to be able to, you know, like celebrate with something. So I thought I'm going to take all of my cupcake flavors. I'm going to put them in little loaves and I'm going to wrap them and, you know, give people like a sample of like a bunch of different flavors of the spread the love cream cheese. That's the highlight, you know? Yeah. And so then I started working on packaging. Then I started like revising and revamping the branding. Then I started showing up in the bakery and testing recipes. And then I started and ordering was, packaging and, and then uh, you know, sharing <laughs> social media lives and kind of taking our followers through the process of the idea creation and like, or the ideation of what I was thinking. Right. And people were like, oh my God, this is so innovative. Yes, you should do this. So I highly advise if you are a business owner, the thing I want to share with you is your job as a business owner is to figure out how to meet your customers where they're at. And what do I mean by that? I mean, meeting people where they're at right now. We're talking, let's just talk about April right now for uh, Easter, right? Meeting people where they were at was understanding that they thought Easter was canceled. Yeah. And, and it was interesting because the other day, which was Mother's Day, mm -hmm. uh, before that, we had a huge sale at the bakery and then the news came out. And they asked you a question, which I think is relevant to what you're saying right now. Uh, they asked you a question like, what made you want to do this? Mm -hmm. And you answered the question very similar to what you said, that you're meeting people where they're at. And in my head, I thought, you know why this has been so successful? Because the last 30 days of the bakery has been more successful than the previous. The business <laughs> is literally exploding yeah. right now. And I think what it is, is that 
when you go after something and you know you wanted to serve the people that thought they were going to be losing out on Easter, losing out on Mother's Day, and you literally would say that, hey, I just wanted to fulfill a need and I wanted to help people like be able to celebrate. Right. Well, it sounds so cliche. Like, why did yeah. you do this? Oh, I wanted to help serve people. But that that's no, what it really was. No, it's 100% yeah. the truth. So it, when I say meet people where they're at... That's really what I mean. What is your issue right now? What is the problem you're experiencing? What's the void that you have? And how can my product, my business, my company, and me as a business owner position something to fulfill that void? Right. That's what I mean. And so if you have a business of any kind right now, your job is to meet people where they're at and fulfill a need. Your right. job is to pivot. Your job is to be creative. And if you're saying, well, I can't come up with any good ideas. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're not a good business owner then. <laughs> you're just not because that's your job. Or maybe you do have ideas, but you don't you're think you do it. You're not executing on them. You're, yeah, you're not You're not testing it. them. You're not throwing stuff out there. So for me, what COVID has taught me is I'm just going to throw ideas out there. And I have zero attachment to whether it fails, succeeds, right. whatever. I'm just trying to show up, right? Right. So April, I was like, I'm going to do this spread the love thing, right? We're going to launch some Easter stuff. The spread the love campaign is a box that you get. And the goal is like you buy a big box of all these cakes and cream cheeses and frostings. And the goal is to spread the love. So mm -hmm. what does that mean? Give this to essential workers, do a ding dong ditch and like leave a bag of goodies on your neighbor's porch, show up and social distance yourself while spreading the love. And it took off like wildfire because people wanted to spread the love. They miss their loved ones. They want to do things to thank and appreciate essential workers. So it fulfilled a void, right? And it kind of just kept going. Then I was like, oh my God, what could we do next? Then it was, okay, well, let's make a bunch of stuff and let's figure out how to open for a few hours on a Saturday because people want to celebrate. So that's what we did. I busted my butt. I was going in making a bunch of stuff. I got to tell you, the only reason I even started this in the first place, two reasons. One, I was sitting on 65 pounds of cream cheese and it was going to go bad. So I had to, well, it was going to go bad in June, but I, I needed to do something with it, right? Yeah. And but so, also, just to add before you say that, before you thought about the cream cheese, you had literally let go. Like you had let go percent. and let God, right? Oh, yeah. Uh huh. But and I think that that's like what that's are you a saying? I let go of though. You said, "Hey, we got to be closed," and yep. you just accepted it. And then you were almost and, we, and all the business owners that we know, we were like, "Hey, just accept it right now." Oh, I was coaching people you, like, "Why are you over here crying about right. closing your business? Crying about money? Crying about not paying your bills? Crying about letting go of your employees? Like, girl, you didn't cause this. Let this shit go. It's right. not yours to carry." But that always happens, like. In any situation, as soon as you let go, mm -hmm. all of a sudden you gave space for new life. Oh, God. I had a floodgate of new ideas. Right. It was like I was Dr. Jekyll, Miss, Mrs. Hyde. Yeah, like Mr. the next Hyde. day, you not the next day, but like you had let go. You were talking to people. You were coaching people about letting go. And then as soon as you just like fully just kind of gave in and said, this is what it's going to be. All of a sudden, oh, I have cream cheese. All of a sudden, remember spread the love. All of a sudden, oh, I have to save Easter. Right. All of a sudden. It was like, like a 36 hour then, turnaround. <laughs> and then before you know it, you were in the bakery testing recipes mm -hmm. 
and then creating something. So I want to make sure that we pause because you may be listening to the story going, oh my God, I can't believe all this is happening. But you may not be thinking about yourself. Mm -hmm. And you may be thinking if you're a business owner and maybe if you're not a business owner, if you're stuck in this career that you hate and you have been so stressed about it and you haven't let go and you haven't given the space for new life to kind of move in. Right. And that is what I observed happen. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, oh, I let go. And then God said, Oh, here's a flood of ideas. Let me remind you of this idea you had back in the day. Right. I was waiting for you to let go so we can give some space. I was waiting for you to stop (laughs) filling your mind with all this nonsense that you don't need to be carrying anyways. Now I'm really proud of you. It's like he's clapping and he's (laughs) like, okay, I'm going to release the floodgates of all of the new ideas. So, you know, we've all talked about like out with the old, in with the new. Yeah. But I really think that from a mindset perspective, if you're carrying a bunch of stress, if you're carrying a bunch of worry and you're just stuck in that place of like anxiety and frustration, you're not allowing the floodgates of creativity to open. Right. So you, I want to encourage you, like find a way to just release it. Did you cause it? Did you create it? Are you the cause of it? Like if you're not, it's not yours to carry. Yeah. You leave it. Yeah. And I'm seeing that all over the place. I'm seeing businesses have new life. I mean, I, we were just talking about the other day, so many of our business owner friends are talking about how their business has exploded. Mm-hmm. And But th- these are only businesses that have pivoted, right? Yes. So I have a lot of business owner friends that are uh, hairstylists. They own yeah. salons and they're just upset. They're protesting. I got to tell you on the other side, which is kind of comical to me, I get it. You're protesting. You want your business to reopen. People are dying from COVID, but you know, whatever, like to each his own, I'm not judging or anything, but I have a friend who is a dispatcher and she receives all the calls to one of the hospitals. And so when people call in a week and a half after the rally, she was like, we, our phone lines exploded. And we were like getting calls from people. I think I contracted COVID. Mm. Okay. Where have you been around? You know, have you been quarantined? Well, I went to the rally about seven days ago. Oh, wow. And they're like laughing at you. I'm just letting you know, like <laughs> there was a cluster at the rallies and now it's spreading, right? Also, people call the bakery every day and they're like, I just want to get a cake for 25 people. N- no, you shouldn't be meeting with 25 people. So we're not doing cakes right now, right. you know? And there's lots of people calling in. I heard on the news the other day, they said that there was a birthday party in Pasadena. And there was this cluster that stemmed from the birthday party. And now there's all these like 100 cases in Pasadena from this one freaking birthday party. Yeah. Imagine it's your kid's birthday party and you're just one of those people that's hell bent on. My kid still deserves a party. Well, we have neighbors that have been having pool parties and stuff. I'm like, like, this is a cluster right here. And, you know, but I would tell you, like, for those business owners out there and then for people, I just think regular people that are out there listening to the Push podcast. Like we have talked about this. I saw it. Janelle did it. It was one of those things where when you did let go and you accept the pivoting allows you to see something different, to venture to something different. And we're seeing evidence throughout all the business community. So back to the hairdressers. What I was going to say was, you know, I did a live recently and just said pivot, like wherever you're at, whatever business you have, find the need create a product and just put it out there. Who cares? There's literally no judgment right now, right? And so like two people were like, yeah, well, we can't just do hair. Like we'll lose our license. 
Uh, let me tell you something, sis. I made cakes from home when making cakes from home was illegal. Yeah. I'm not telling you to be illegal about it, but if I had no other way to pay my bills and I was a hair a salon owner or a hairstylist, you better believe I'd be coming to your porch. I'd be doing your hair on your porch. You know what you would do? I can. I already see you doing this. I would this. be selling you kits That's for hair coloring. You'd be, you'd be I would brand kits. the shit out of that. It would be so cute. You'd be like, oh my God, I never ever have you to You would have go. a kit. Then, and then I'd be it, contacting it, manufacturers. It, I'd be the next L'Oreal on the grocery store shelf. I'm going to tell you right now. You got a CJ Walker. This is how, <laughs> right. I would be the next Madam CJ Walker. This is how businesses catapult and position themselves to be untouchable right like you just you were the one person that said f it i'm gonna go for it so if you're listening and you're like oh i'm a hairstylist but i can't do anything f that but you know why people don't do it why because they think if i do this i'm going to sabotage my ability to go back to how things used to be okay so so you're right i had a friend and she said i don't want people uh, my stylist, I don't want them going to do house calls because then they won't come back and they won't pay rent here. And I said, sis, this is how we innovate. This is how the world changes. Like yeah. you are waiting and hoping and praying for things to go back to normal instead of trying to create a new normal. Yeah, I think you that could be the, the game changer. right? The unwillingness now. to let go, like to, to hold on to something that may never, ever get back to where it mm-hmm. used to be. Like we are far from this social distancing being over. Mm-hmm. And so for the masseuse, the the hairstylist, everyone that's close contact, we don't know when that's going to be okay again. Can I tell you, I would but- die <laughs> for a pedicure. I would die for a massage. Yeah. But we don't know when that's going to go back. And so if you and are not letting go and, and accepting and saying, okay, this is the new thing, then you never get that idea of saying, hey, I'm going to do a kit. I'm going to do a video conference. Yep. I'm going to show my clients uh, how to do their hair from home, how to retouch things the most safe way possible. Yep. Is it going to be perfect? Is it going to be like they went to the salon? No. But I'm telling you, people would buy it. Yeah. Because they have nothing else to do. Yep. And they're like, oh, this is going to be fun. They'll get their husbands or their spouse or their partners or whoever to do it for them. Yep. And then they'll it'll be fun. So I think the name of this episode is just do some shit. <laughs> just move. Like just move your ass. Right. Yeah. So then let me give you another thing. After Easter was a huge success. Mind you, I'm running this business on a thousand percent volunteers. So I'm looking at like how I spent money. Oh, my God. I spent twenty two thousand dollars on labor the month before. And this time I'm paying myself. I'm paying you. I'm paying Fab. Like we're doing so much with almost nothing. Right. So it reminded me or kind of regrounded me to say, hmm. I was running extremely inefficiently. Mm. I don't want to go back to normal. I want to figure out how I can use this as a learning to scale back my expenses, how I could use this as a learning to motivate my employees to go faster, how I could use this as a learning to say, you know what? Less is more right now, Right. right? So we're trying to create a new normal. So after the whole Easter thing, I was on fire with ideas, right? Mm -hmm. And then people, all you have to do is listen, you guys. People were picking up these little mini cakes and this spread the love cream cheese and they were like, oh, I'm getting it. It's a friend's birthday. They're doing a drive-by party tomorrow. Huh. Okay. So how could I order some really cool bags or boxes or something? What could I put in there to help people celebrate? Because they're right. Birthdays are still happening. Again, I'm in the celebration business, right? 
So I go buy some cool candles. I order some cool bags, like little box things. I put in some glasses, you know, birthday glasses, a crown, like a, a birthday hat, a noisemaker. I tie a candle to the little cake, put in some sprinkles, do a little photo shoot with my iPhone, and now I'm selling these $13 birthday packs for drive-by parties. Yeah. Boom, explodes. Right. Oh, oh my God, this is so cute. I'm doing a drive-by on Wednesday. I'm doing a drive-by on Tuesday. Can I come get these? Oh my God, yes, this is awesome. Then it's my husband's birthday. We just (laughs) celebrated Eddie's 40th, right? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to package these. And as people drive through for Eddie's party, I'm going to be the one giving out the goodie bags, right? Yeah. So every single person, oh wait, then I was like, well, how could I support my husband? How could I make this really special? while still social distancing, but how can we involve our friends? 40th is a big one, right? Yeah. And we're not the only ones celebrating a big birthday. If you were celebrating a wedding, if you were celebrating, the point I'm trying to make is celebrate. Don't be sad about the shit. Just yeah. make the best of it, right? And do it safely. Drives me nuts though. Like make the best of it. Yeah. So I and contacted we, and we... a local female business owner that does balloons And I was like, hey, I need a really awesome balloon garland. We're going to do this in the parking lot of the Cake Mamas. I want people to drive through. I put some flags up, right? We had a Mm -hmm. cool, it was so beautiful. Set it all up for Eddie's birthday. And I wanted people to drive through. And we handed them these little boxes. And they got to celebrate, go home. There was a bottle of wine in there. There was cake. And they were like, I get the present and it's Eddie's party. Yes, you do. Because we would have probably hired, I almost hired a taco man. Yeah. But I didn't want people to stay and think it was like social hour, right? Right, right. The point is, if you're missing out on something, make the best of it. Just seriously, make the best of it. So then those birthday boxes took off, right? Then it was like Mother's Day. So then I thought, oh my God, okay. So I supported this woman that had... The female, she's a female small business owner, the balloon lady. What else could I do to support other businesses? Because helping other businesses is my jam. Mm -hmm. So then I was randomly scrolling through trying to find some inspiration for Mother's Day on Instagram. And I found these really awesome necklaces that I'm wearing from Barbary and Lace. I messaged her and I was like, okay, one, I just placed an order. And two, I need everybody to have these. (laughs) And Mother's Day is canceled. You know, people think it's canceled. It's coming up. What about if I ordered these from you and I got 150 of them? I could give these out to people in the bakery or sell them, whatever. And then you guys, I was up all night long after talking to her. And I was like, she was so thankful that I wanted to support her business. I was like, what else would I want for Mother's Day? Mm, I'd want some sort of plant. So I call my friend who owns Glendora Florist. Hey, what would it cost me to get 150 mini succulents? What else would I do? What else? What other kind of business could I support? Oh, my hair salon friend. Mm -hmm. What if you put a scrunchie in there, like an item that you sell at your salon with, you know, a really cool message for moms. So it turned into this whole thing. If you guys haven't seen, I put together this Mother's Day box that was full of $250 worth of amazing mom essentials. There's a crown in there. That says um, number one mom, quarantine, quarantine mom. mom or something yeah. um, by a female business owner. There's a candle in there. This woman poured these candles. I ordered 150 of them. So the next thing you know, I spent 10 grand. It was probably ten, <laughs> between 10 and 11. I yeah. kept saying between 9 and 10. I'm looking at my Amex <laughs> statement now. 
was probably close to $11,000 that I spent buying 150 items times 19 different companies. I bought all of that stuff. Then I had to buy the boxes, the packaging, the crinkle paper, the labels, the greeting cards, have them all designed. And I was like, I'm going to solve the problem of people not being able to go out and buy anything for Mother's Day. So let me just pause right there because people are hearing this and they're thinking, oh, wow, that's so awesome. That is so amazing. Well, they should be thinking I'm on crack. And I kind of am. I don't sleep much. Right. But then they also don't realize that you were concerned about will it sell. Yeah, and so, I was $11,000 in debt and I had no clue whether I was going to recoup that money. Right. No clue. And so I think it's important because when we say this is about doing shit, it's yeah. about going mm-hmm. out and Move your taking ass. an action, that you, doesn't come without the feeling of doubt. No that risk, doesn't come, no reward. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. come with the feeling of zero fear. Right. Like, you do that because you believe in yourself and there's a certain level of evidence that you've had that, hey, I can make this successful. I'm going to do everything I'm under my power to do that. But at the same but time, you, no don't you don't yeah. know. You don't know. And that's what gets people stopped. Like right. people stop and they go, but what if people don't, don't buy it? And then they just don't even try. But they I'm going to tell you because this episode is called Move Your Ass. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about great ideas that you have if you literally are too afraid to do anything with them. I'm just going to tell you that straight up. Part of being a business owner is just saying, you know what? I think this is a good idea. I think there's a demand. I think there's a void. Here's how I'm going to show up and here's how I'm going to fill it. Right. So now that I bought all this stuff, here's where the problems came in. I still didn't. I don't have any help right now. Right. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, everything I ordered from these business owners COVID deliveries are all delayed. Yeah. So I literally, you guys, Monday of Mother's Day, I didn't have one of the items that I had spent $11,000 on. Not one. I didn't have one candle in my possession. I didn't have one necklace in my possession. So I'm like, how am I going to sell some shit that I don't even have in my possession to show people how cool it is? Right. So it's not like I could have put the box together in a box and, you know, like, look how beautiful it's going to be. I could have sold the hell out of that if I would have had it a week ahead of time, but I did not, right? right? So Monday, I think that's when maybe Monday night I got the delivery of the necklaces. Tuesday, they were coming throughout the week. Literally, you guys. And then I was like, okay, I got to do a live no matter how tired I am, no matter how much makeup I don't have on, (laughs) no matter how irritated and annoyed I am. By the way, I've not sold a single box, right? And here now it's Tuesday. And so I was like, F it. I just have to put them for sale. So I'm just going to do a live. I'm going to tell you what's in it. And I knew telling somebody what's in it, that's not really going to sell. No. But I still sold like 17 of them. But you also told a story. I did. Here's the thing. Mother's Day is not canceled. Here's the thing. I want to support other small businesses who are female owners. Here's the thing. I found this really cool product. Go to their Instagram. But it was a lot of work that I was making people do, you know, because I'm telling you the story. But now you got to go find it. You got to see if you like the product. And guess what? I told everybody about the stupid mama necklace. (laughs) And so many of my stupid friends, I hope you're listening, (laughs) were like, Oh my God, I bought it myself the day you did a live. I ordered one for myself. And I'm like, bitch, no, (laughs) I want you to buy my box. I didn't want you to go directly to the company, right? So, so upset about it. So the point is, is I didn't know if I was ever going to sell any of these things. So by Friday night, Friday night, 
I finally had everything in my possession. At 8.30 at night, we start packaging these boxes. And now I have some volunteers and I'm like, okay, I need for you guys to just sit there and be quiet for a second. I have to put the box together. I've got to package it. I've got to see, I've got to do a live and kind of show people what's in it. I've got to tag these companies. I've got to do something. And and I did that. Yeah. And boom, there's 50 sales that come through yeah. because now they can see it, right? Right. And then I contact, you know, the news and I'm like, listen, this one box supports 18 to 19 small business owners who are all women. We're trying to celebrate and save Mother's Day. The news is like, we're on it. We love this story. We were getting ready to contact some businesses to see how they're pivoting right now during COVID. This is a perfect story. We'll be there tomorrow at 6 a.m. And it's like eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, holy shit, how do we get shirts printed? (laughs) So then I'm like trying to call everybody and their mother to ask them. Literally, you guys, within two hours, we had Fabiola shopping at Target. We had our designer willing to kind of create a mom shirt for us. The shirts were so damn cute. We wound up packaging these boxes until 2.30 a.m. Yeah. I went to bed around 3 a.m. on Friday night, had to be back at 6 a.m. for the news, barely slept, felt like my body was giving out. Yeah, We did a news um, thing at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 9 a.m., 10 a.m., and that was so helpful. Yeah, because people were coming in. And then people were coming from two hours away. I didn't even know people watched the news like that. They're like, I just saw you on the news. Me neither. I saw your news. I had to come down here and see what was going on. And then people were like, I'll take three of them. Wait, they're $140 each. Perfect. I'll take four. (laughs) Wait, what? So we sold out of all the boxes and it was a victory. But the point I'm trying to make is this. If you don't put yourself out there, if you don't move your ass, if you don't take risks on yourself, if you don't put in the work that's required to sell the shit you're trying to sell, nobody cares. It's and, your fault. Yeah. And then I would say this. You will never know what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Like to live your life and not know what you're capable of, I think is one, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Like I think you just, you end up dying and you go, I don't even know. I never really tried anything that was scary. Right. Right. I never even. Really I put, lived real I never, safe. I lived real, real safe. I lived a safe life, but I never really saw myself. I never got evidence of what I could actually do when I risk it all. Right. So you know? one thing you guys might not know that triggers Eddie growing up and up until maybe let's say six, seven years ago, people would always tell him, wow, you have so much potential. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, think about that. So I'm telling you, our listener, the person listening to this, I'm telling you, it should piss you the F off when someone says, you know, you have so much potential, and but if, you're just not doing shit with yeah, it. Yeah. And if you're like me, originally, when you heard that, you thought, oh, wow, that's a compliment. You right. see something in me. But then I realized that means that I haven't done anything. Right. Right. They see that there's an opportunity that I could do something, mm-hmm. but I hadn't done but anything. But you ain't done shit. Right. And so th- that now was like, oh, my God, this is the driving mm-hmm. force for me. Like, oh, I have to fulfill my potential, whatever that is. Right. But so I've- I'm not interested in people seeing the potential in me. Right. I'm interested in people saying, holy fuck, how does she pull that off? Yeah. You know how? I just moved my ass. That's it. I'm not different than you. I'm not special. I'm not avoiding like, oh, everything she puts out is just going to be great. No, I've had my fair share of failures. I just don't give a fuck about it. I just don't attach like this failure to it. It's not a label that I wear. I'm just like, let's move. Let's move quick. How can we make this And we've had conversations where we're like, 
man, we don't pay attention to the failures en- enough from a standpoint like we don't hang on to them. Right. Because we were like, God, we need more stories where we fell short. Yeah. Like think- things didn't work out. And it's because of the fact that just continuing to move forward and continuing to just keep going because there's no reason to stop. Right. So I want to share this story again real quick. I have no employees right now, but I'm still putting one foot in front of the next. I'm still going to the grocery store. I'm still trying to show up and bake. I'm still asking people for help, right? And so I think that I get rewarded constantly for just showing up for myself. Like I think it's God's favor where he's like, you know what, girl, good job, right? So here's what I mean by that. When I think the I say, universe conspires to help you. Oh, because a thousand you, percent because I I put the yeah. effort in, right? Yeah. So here's what I mean. I wake up. I don't want to do shit. I'm tired. I'm burned all over from these <sighs> damn pans. I just, my body hurts. It's yeah. been a really long time since I've done this physical labor. I feel like I'm starting a business all over again. Scrappy, no support, no help, no money, whatever, right? Yeah. And so I'm walking into the grocery store and I'm just like, I just want to quit. Like, I just, I don't even, I don't, well, who, I don't have anybody to, I don't have to prove anything to anybody, you know? Why am I doing this? It's COVID. It's the perfect time for me to be chilling by the pool right now, but I don't want to wind up with debt. I don't want to owe anybody anything. So I'm just like, I'm telling myself this as I'm walking into the grocery store. I'm tired. I'm irritated. I'm annoyed. I'm ready to give up. I'm rationalizing in my head that it would be okay to yeah. quit right now. Because it, be, it would. Yeah. And no one would say anything. No. They would just, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then when they come for me for my rent, I'm like, hello, COVID. Like, <laughs> it, nobody's coming for me, right? right? But I'm pushing forward and I'm just like, uh, what would happen if I did show up, right? Yeah. So I'm walking into the grocery store, but this is literally what's happening in my mind. I could give up. It's okay. Nobody cares. It's COVID, right? right? And while I'm walking into the grocery store having this conversation, this woman stops me and she says, Mrs. Copeland? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, she shows me her phone. She goes, I'm literally listening to the Push podcast right now. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Today's episode's so great. And it brought me so much joy. I yeah. was like, oh, this is exactly what I needed, a little feel good. So I take some time, even though I'm really, really busy, and I take some time to talk to her, ask her what's going on. She's doing Instacart to try to make some extra money right now because her job is like closed down. And so we start talking and I go, she goes, I'm a really big fan. By the way, I used to be your kid's gymnastics coach, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, wow. I said, well, I'm looking for some help in the bakery. And she goes, oh my God, I would love to help. (laughs) She comes to the bakery and helps me for two and a half hours that day. And I hired her. Yeah. So I want you to know, like, you have to find evidence that anytime you're willing to put yourself out there, you're willing to just take the next step. There is evidence to show you that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. It's evidence that the universe or God or whatever you believe in is rewarding you, but maybe you're not paying attention to it. To me, that's something I always pay attention to. I pay more attention to little, I guess, hints, little subtle rewards like that than I do the failures, right? Like the failure for me was, oh, there were four places I reached out about like collaborating for this mom box and, you know, they just didn't think it was a good fit. I am not giving two shits about you after I'm on the news promoting all these other businesses. I want you to look back and be like, damn, that was a bad mistake that I made not collaborating with her, right? Yeah. And so I want you to pay more attention to those, which leads me to this woman. Her name is Ileana, the one um, Mm. that I'm talking about at meeting at the grocery store who now works for the Cake Mamas. 
she goes, she's always talking about how great the podcast is. And she's like, I want you to talk about this. I want you to talk about this. And I said, let me just be honest with you. I haven't recorded a podcast episode in three weeks because I don't have shit to say. I'm tired. (laughs) I have nothing to say. I don't know if anybody's listening. She goes, I'm sorry. I listen all the time. I go back and I re-listen. She goes, I have a laundry list of things that I want you to talk about. And I was like, do you really? I mean, are you just saying that? She's like, no. So she sent me this list. Here's one of them. When is it okay to just be okay? So what she means by that is like, when's it okay to realize like, I'm not killing it in fitness. I'm not killing Mm -hmm. it as a mom. I'm not killing it as this, but I feel like I'm killing myself. Like it's just too much. I'm overwhelmed. And I go, oh, sis, you can't carry that. That's a burden. You can't be killing it at everything all the time. She then says, okay, also, I want you to talk about relationships. When is it settling versus compromising? Because, you know, there's certain someone special in my life that like does shit that annoys their spouse (laughs) and like they want a divorce. But, you know, like maybe she's being high maintenance. Maybe her expectations are too high. She goes, so I want you to do a podcast about settling versus compromise. She goes, then I, I really think you should do a relationship episode with Fabiola. I really want to know all the details of how you and Fabiola have this blended family. How do you guys co-parent? How did it start? Did you guys hate each other? That she has a million questions about that. Then she's like, long story short, she has a list of (laughs) 27,000 things she wants us to do a podcast episode on. And I was like, I have a lot of shit to say about all of those topics, right? Right, right? So the point of this is... You can't kill it at everything. Janelle Copeland cannot kill it at everything. I had to let the podcast go. I had to let the online business go because my focus needed to be on the bakery at this moment, right? But there's another serendipitous thing there where this one person in the bakery who's helping me is kind of still inspiring me to move forward with the things that are important to me, like this podcast, right? Right, right. So then she says, I want you to talk about your failures and I want you to get really like gritty with like all of the failure because it's easy for people to look at you guys and think that everything's great. And I said, I'm going to tell you right there that that is one of the hardest things for me to do because... Eddie and I have become so used to failing, so used to setbacks, so used to disappointment that we just drew a line in the sand and just said, we're not going to look at it like that anymore. We're just going to use it to propel us. We're going to use it to motivate and inspire us. I said, so I honestly, to in every bone in my body, I can't remember being disappointed or the failure in it. Because I move on so quickly from it. That doesn't mean that the fear is not there. That doesn't mean the disappointment's not there. That doesn't mean we don't experience it. It's just we don't give meaning to it, right? Right. And so I wanted to talk to you about the stress of this whole Mother's Day thing, this Easter thing. I don't ever know that I'm doing the right thing, ever. But I do know that I'm paying attention to the small little serendipitous things that I get rewarded for showing up. Yeah. And so if I calculated all the people that said no, if I calculated the news people that said, ah, we're going to pass on that story. If I calculated the boxes that didn't come in, that forced me to find another fucking box company at the last minute, that forced me there to were take more a two-hour drive. There were so many more <laughs> micro losses than there, was, than yeah. there were wins, but... I cannot pay attention to those. And truthfully, I won't remember them two weeks from now. Yeah. Because I've made the conscious effort to only focus on the things 
that did work out and but be it, thankful yeah. for those. So I am thankful for KTLA, Megan Tellis for coming out. I am thankful for all of the moms that came and helped and volunteered. I am thankful for the one printing company that charged me a little too much to print the shirts but got them to me in an hour. I am thankful for all of those opportunities that did work out. I am not thankful for the people that didn't pre-order the boxes ahead of time and had me all stressed up thinking I was going to be in debt, you know, for all this stuff. But I don't focus on that because at the the, end of the day, it worked out. Well, what people need to understand is that anytime there is a big win, Mm -hmm. and I would say that the Mother's Day was a very, very big win, there are always going to be smaller losses that if you added them up, it's far more than the wins. Right. But the reality is in life, it's all about the big wins. Like Mm -hmm. you see it everywhere in success. You see it everywhere in your life where you're going to have more little painful moments than you have that big moment, but that yep. big moment is the moving moment. And it's that's the, the moment, moment you got to focus and on. And that's the moment you got to focus on. Absolutely. And I think that that's what this is all about. When you do move your ass, you will have self-doubt. Mm-hmm. You will have little micro failures. Tons of them. But people make them so big in their life. Oh, They're like, oh, so I, I'm not, annoying. I had three people say, no, this is a sign I shouldn't do it. Yeah. I'm not going to, oh, God, it's not going to work. And I'm going to bulldoze past your ass. Yeah. And I'm going to go find the three people that will say yes because I'm willing to face the hundred rejections, right? Yeah. And it was so funny because I wanted someone, a company, uh, like a little local boutique to reach out. I wanted them to offer like a wholesale little ring or bracelet or something. And a few of them said no. A few of them were like, oh, well, they were just asking too many fucking questions. And I didn't have time to be answering all the questions. You either want to be a part of this or you don't. Are right? you selling anything right now? No. Right. Okay. You're not. So let me help you. Right. I don't know if it's in alignment with my brand. I get it. I get it. I get it. But yes or no, because I don't have time. Right. right? And so I just moved quickly past them. By the time people had the chance, like two days later, they're reaching out. Hey, you know, I kind of gave it some thought. I'm like, no, sorry, we moved on. There's no room for you. And then you see me on the news on Saturday morning. I'm sorry for you. You've got to move your ass. You just do. Right. And 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 we're not saying make bad decisions. But you have to be swift. Yeah. And what holds people back and we just said it. I can't do that because that's not my business. I can't do that. What if this? Yeah. This is the perfect time to fuck up some shit. Yeah. It seriously is. Excuse my language. This this is is the perfect time time to say, say, blame it on COVID. (laughs) Yeah. I have to do something different. I I don't, you know what? This may work. Throw it against the wall. If it sticks, it sticks. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, move on, throw something else. Last thing, I want to finish off this episode with a what in the world. I'm going to tell you right now. If you were the kind of person to take the time to write a terrible Yelp review about any small business right now because they're not uh, being convenient or conducive to your needs right now, there's a special place in hell for you. I'm just going to tell you right now. We got two like one-star Yelp reviews a couple weeks ago. Why? Uh, someone's like complaining. Well, it says on your website, you do curbside pickup. What the hell? Pull into the parking lot, walk up to the curb and we will hand you your shit. <laughs> it is a drive through. It literally <laughs> was like, this is not in and out. It's not a drive through, right? I was so upset. I was like, this guy for sure is going to hell, honey. Like, he wrote a one star review. You're going to hell. I'm just going to tell yeah. you, I don't wish that upon you, but you did it to yourself. Right. So if you're taking the time to write a negative Yelp review about a company that's struggling right now. Every company is struggling. Every business is trying to pivot. And if your expectations are like, oh, I need to be catered to right now, don't come to the Cake Mamas. I'm going to tell you that right now. And then someone else wrote a review saying that 
Uh, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm just going to tell you what in the world is wrong with you if you are writing a bad review about a business right now that's trying to do everything they can to keep their business alive, to pivot. We literally have no customer service right now. We have no one answering phones. In fact, I unplugged the phones because there's no point in you leaving a message. All you fools are calling, hey, it's my kid's party on Tuesday. I was just wondering if there's any possible way I could get a small cake. No, we're not doing cakes right now. We don't have customer service. Oh, you know, it was supposed to be my anniversary on Wednesday. I get it. I totally get it. Sis, I see you. I'm sorry. We're going through the same thing. But I have in every post, please do not ask us for special requests. We do not have anyone to manage your special requests. So people, this woman had the nerve to send a message. It was a special request. She wanted a special pickup, special this, special that, special product. And I just ignored it because I was in the middle of baking. She sent a message privately to the Cake Mamas. That night, she had the nerve to send me a private message to my account telling me how rude it was that I didn't get back to her. What kind of business doesn't respond back to their customers? I got to tell you, I lost it. (laughs) I was like, what in the fucking world? You are sending me a message to my private personal account asking me why? And she goes, Well, I saw that you read it. Like, that's not good service. This isn't about service. Like, and she goes, I'm a big fan. I watch all your videos. Well, not true. Because if you watch all my videos, you would see that very specifically, I'm telling you, I have no employees. We are not, you know, tending to all of the customer service needs right now. We are not able to respond to all of your special requests. And I had to tell her something because it was like, no, what in the world is wrong with you right now? There is no way we can pivot and make all these special accommodations. With that said, I did make two accommodations. Saturday morning, I said that we would meet two people there at like 8 a.m. I said, please don't be late. We're gonna be not opening until 10, but we'll make an exception because it's your anniversary, whatever, whatever, you can come early. They didn't come. (laughs) They didn't come. And this is exactly why you can't private message me asking (laughs) me for special ass things for special ass circumstances, don't message me. But I think the message in that too is that if you're making a pivot, if you're doing the right thing and and moving your ass and doing something, don't expect and don't try to please everyone. Nope. Your pivot, your change is going to eliminate some people. Yeah, it's, it's a going special to, curbside yeah, parking lot. It's going in to hell. eliminate some customers that want you to go back to business as usual. Yep. And not that's doing not gonna it. happen. Nope. And so you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with the fact that I gotta do this because this is the only way I'm gonna survive this. Maybe this is the only way my business will continue to go for the next six months mm-hmm. as we go through this thing. But I cannot worry about the one, nope. the two, the three, the four nope. people that may message and are upset, whatever the case may be, you got to think about the people that are showing up and lining up around down the street that are saying, hey, this is what I want. This is what I need. You spoke to me. I want your products. I want you to listen to the next episode that's going to come out after this. It's going to be about haters. And that's going to be a great episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, I just want you to move your ass, not attach any sort of expectations to anything you might be sitting on right now, now's the time to move your ass. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. 
hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.